0: To Mataeka toa e fakarongo mai na kite nei punua a paoho. Toa te mātāwai. E a nei tahi mehikē ko e fakarongo mai na koene titahi kaupapa hei fafafanua nga kore ro rangahau, nga kore ro arotaki, nga kaupapa huhuano o te mātāwai. Um, kia ora everyone who is listening to the first. Iteration of the podcast series here at Te Mātāwai um, Before I jump straight into the Kopapa, I'd love to introduce my uh, co-presenters here today So I'll go first Ko me Leach tōku He uri tēnei no te teira whiti whanui. Ko O te kaifakahaere rangahau ki Te Mātāwai And I'm gonna few the ako to my right
1: Kia ora tātou Kia ora te hunga fakarongo. Uh, ko Arimaki Strickland tōku ingoa uh, He uri ngati ngātika and I tell you, I take it all tongue, and he kaitatahi rangahau ahu, kia ora.
2: Ah, uh, kia ora sahoo. Kua Sila tō talking with you. Ah, kua o kaitatahi raranga, um, and I'm a business analyst in Timaru, and yeah. Oh, ten now. Kua ora, no mindy ten, no
0: copapa. So before we actually jump into some excellent research findings and research topics. Um, you may have heard the kupu Temata Tupu, and you're probably wondering what does that mean? So Temata Tupu is the research and evaluation function at te mata Wai. Some of you may have not even known that we have that function. So neira te Tetuku Yera kōrero kia mm. Um and what we do ultimately is we build us as a collective, us three sitting here, we help build a knowledge base full of kōrero, full of insights to help our Kainga Hapuri and Iwi make the best decisions for. Whakaraua Rareo, so for revitalization of te reo Māori. So that's ultimately our goal, is that we need to collect evidence, we need to share it with our whānau so that they can do the best possible job for Whakaraua Rareo. So um, we're going to jump straight into it, and we have a couple of Quite big topics um, mm. that have come from some of the research reports um, that we support, research projects that we've been that we've commissioned, and so one of them is the kia manawa U Kitereo. and one of the big things that came out, and I think we all bring a different perspective on how um, this thing about language trauma and language anxiety. So that's our first kopapa for this Pa paho today, is that we are going to look at language trauma and language anxiety and so I am going to ask my co-presenters um, have you ever experienced this thing called language trauma or language anxiety and I think I'll start with you, Ursula. Um, so Ursula, is she is bilingual. She can speak multiple languages and she is on her reo Māori journey. So um, it will be really cool to hear your experiences learning
2: te reo Māori but also learning a, another language. So we'll start with you. Kia ora. Um, So yeah, as Mihai says... Um, I do have a few languages up my sleeve. Um, I learned uh, Spanish at university and also lived in Spain for a a wee while as well. Um, And so I relate more to the language anxiety part of the report. Mm. Um, And especially with Te Reo Māori and working in a very Māori-centric organisation. There's a lot of, I do experience a lot of anxiety. I think um, I also try and cover it up a lot Um, but yeah it's one of those things where um, I get quite nervous about making mistakes and whether or not those mistakes uh, translate to um, causing offence to other people or if I've said um, I think there are a few like words where if you get the pronunciation wrong and it's just like the slight um, uh, distinction between a short vowel and a long vowel you can get the meaning of the word completely <laughs> yeah. wrong. And so, you know, yeah. you got to, that's always like at the forefront of my mind. Mm-hmm. It's like, am I saying the right thing in this moment? But um, some of the stuff that I do to, uh, I guess, like overcome it is just, um, I practice a lot in my yeah. room. Um, and I also will have like little <clears throat> recordings so I can play it back just to make sure that I get nice. it. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So those are some of the ways that I've worked around um, anxiety. And I guess it's just like, you know, the more you do it, the more you surround yourself with it, um, the more you get better at um, picking up on the difference.
0: That's really good, and like you know, it is a hard thing to actually share those anxieties. You know, we yeah. are, like you said, we have quite a Maori centric yeah. Um, Te reo Maori is being heard throughout the whole office, so um, that is something big. And I like how you provided solutions. And um, do you feel safe in that environment? To you know, with that language anxiety, do how can you know if there's other people experiencing this in their own tari, um, What can we do as as Maori? proficient speakers, how can we support our learners in, in the workplace? What What do you think, like just touching on your experience, <laughs> what do you think are some of the things at Te Mata that we do to try and encourage and support you? And I hope you do feel supported because oh, totally. yeah. that's what we want in that yeah. environment. We want everyone speaking te reo Māori. Mm. So um, if you could just share yeah. some, some observations uh, within the tari.
2: Yeah, I think... Um, We've got a really great study um, in terms of there's lots of uh, patience and um, mm. everyone recognises that we're at different stages with our mm. um, cool. learning and that um, I know that if I make a mistake, um, I'm not going to get a like negative reaction. Yeah. A lot of people mm. are like, they'll just let me move through the mistake yeah. and either I'll correct myself or we'll just like, skim over it and we're like nothing happened here yeah. <laughs> um, and I know that everyone's like recognise it. I'm like cool yeah. it didn't happen did it guys <laughs> um, but yeah no everyone in the um, Tari is really good at just like they know that I'm trying, and that's mm. the yeah. most important part. Is that um, I'm trying. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that's what we like to recognise within our team. Is like
0: yes, you're trying your effort, and your your ngako nui kiterio. I mm. think is the big thing for me. Is that you always show so much passion behind the mahi you do, even when you don't understand, we can see that drive within you to be better to know, to be the one of the best allies we have for Te Reo Māori in the tari, um, out there, sharing the message of Te Reo Māori with your whānau. Um, yeah, and so I think I just really want a mihi to that because we can't do it alone. Yeah. Aru, what about your experience? I know you've grown up in Kura Kaupapa, you went to Hatopāra, uh Waikato University alumni, <laughs> so you know there's lots of Te Reo Māori, your experience will be very different. Have you experienced yeah. any type of language trauma or anxiety and how did you work your way through it or navigate through that?
1: Um, for me, it wasn't necessarily like trauma, I guess. Yeah, growing up in the kaupapa of Kohanga Reo, kura kaupapa Māori, um, it was kind of the opposite. When we think about um, the Tohunga Suppression Act, you know, that reanga of our kaumātua, mm. you know, un- you know, strictly not allowed to speak Maori. Um, I went to a of Kopapa where we you strictly not allowed to speak English. And so <laughs> it's it totally the opposite. You know, you'd get called into the principal's office if you speak English. And um, and for me growing up, um, I definitely felt like it was kind of hoha, like, because yeah. uh, rangatahi are oh, like, they pepi tonu aku fakaru e panakiteri o Maori no reira. um. You know, I didn't realize I didn't. You know, my uh, my wasn't mature enough to think about the Fafi that um my parents went through, and also my komatua kuiya uh, mm. went through to revitalize the language and get this kopapa like kohangareo um uh, kind of kopapa going. So um, it wasn't until I guess university where I started to realize that oh my god, like I've I've had it good like yeah. growing up. So, I guess it's my time to give back to the people who gave me the opportunity to have this, I guess, upbringing. So, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't really trauma. It was kind of like, I kind of like,
0: not kuare, <laughs> no, but, but no. you know that type of yeah. you, you don't realise. It definitely it answered the question because I think sometimes, you know, we've been given these opportunities. Yeah. Um we can speak te reo Māori, we're competent enough to know what tikanga Maori looks like because we've grown up in yeah. this te ao Māori and what what is expected of us. Can can yeah. the pressure can be quite a lot. Like
1: yeah, in these
0: spaces. And you know, there's you know, Tekanga and Kawa and all of this, so there's yeah. a lot. So I guess if I touch on some of the first time I think I ever felt like language trauma, no, not language trauma, anxiety. Yeah. Definitely anxiety is because, you know, I grew up speaking Māori, um, the Kura Kaupapa Kohanga went through all those trials, um, is when I got to university, because it was the first time that I had been out of Tairawhiti, really, um, through an tertiary institution at Victoria University, sorry, Te Mm Heringawaka University. And I remember there was a... So when you grow up speaking Māori we don't necessarily learn the grammar behind Te Reo 100%.
1: Right,
0: right? So sometimes, and other people go the other way where they learn all the grammar so it's grammatically correct. They can Mm. tell you what the subject of the sentence is. They can tell you who's in charge, whatever. So my thing coming into university is that I could always hear when something was misplaced, when Mm. it's an E, it's a key here. Mm. And then I remember the lecturer saying to me, she's like, well, I need you to tell me why it's an E and not a key. And I just remember sitting there being like, oh, my God. And I just felt my whole stomach drop because for once in my life, I couldn't answer a question about te reo Māori. Mm. And so I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, And then I just started to get anxious every time I knew it was a grammar class. Um, when we'd go into tutorials, which was even smaller, yeah. I was like, oh, my God. So... Um, in this situation, I could have let this crush my whole reo Māori upbringing and I could have really walked away and been like, actually, I know how to speak Māori, be real arrogant about it and actually think, nah, kei te reo Māori, blah, blah, blah. Don't yeah. need that that, uh, that training, that linguistic background. But it was my motivator to show her that, <laughs> yes, I've been through Kohanga reo, yes, I've been through Kura Kaupapa, Kura Auraki, mm-hmm. I can do this, I know this, I know I don't know it right now, but um, I really worked hard and put in a lot of effort because Te Reo Māori was like my safe haven at university. I was at law school, I was doing history, I was doing politics, you know, all these different But and the Reo Māori classes were always where I felt safe, where I felt confident, and the one place I felt confident had been crushed by one question, why is it an E and not a key? So that really motivated me to really get, you know, Actually, you don't know everything about teo yeah. Māori. That yeah. you do want to feel like that again in front of everyone through a whole lecture? No. So what I did is I actually read up about it and then had actually went and spoke to the lecturer and I was like, I don't understand mm. what mm. you're trying to ask me yeah. when you put me on the spot like that. So I don't enjoy that. And um, she sat down with me for about 10, 15 minutes we're going through just a simple sentence, like it might have been something simple like, Kete ki ke te Toa. Yeah. And I was like, she was like, okay, where's the subject? Where's the tam? Where's the tent? Where's the thing? And so I was like, <laughs> going through it with her. And then she was like, that's it. You know what you're talking about. I just need you to do more training in this, you know how to speak Māori, you're confident enough, but this is the other side when you come to university. And that was my introduction to Te Reo Māori at university. And the first time I had really experienced that language anxiety to the point where I was like, oh my gosh, what's your definition of what an immersion domain is?
1: Immersion domain. Oh, it could be a lot of things really. (laughs) I'll just speak a on like my family, what how we I think um, express immersion domain. So um, we have our family have been heavily involved in um, development of you know Kaurangi or Kuta Māori. So my parents aren't fluent speakers, but their mokos are. So they are learning the language through their mokopuna So it mm. kind of. You know, Maori um, it kinda like forces them to speak if they wanna understand what their muklers are saying yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to speak Maori. But um yeah, it could be I guess once you open the door you go into the funny. you know, you're setting up you're setting the um the time and also like the context as well. So um, how I perceive immersion domain is kind of um, like what we do in our whānau. So yeah. um, making it kind of compulsory to speak Māori to the kids. Yeah. To ourselves, yeah. yeah. But these are, I guess, our our goals, our, um, I guess, here ha tō te māpāra what we want to see for the future of our yep. Um. So that's what I perceive as um immersion domain.
0: That was quite a hard call. Yeah. <laughs> so well, where to start us off? So I just before I jump over to Earthlight... Or... No, nah,
1: uh, it's definitely... Like, we really believe in the kōrero, like, it takes a village to raise a child. So I wasn't just raised from my parents, yeah. my tua, my uncles, my aunties, my kōhanga teacher, my kūra kaupapa teacher. Yeah. I guess the whole community got behind each other. Awesome. So um, without that support, you yeah. know, we, like, I wouldn't be here today. So it's definitely um, the community that helped out. So I guess going to kaupapa on the marae, yeah. Um, would be like a kickstart for for I guess creating immersion domain in your farm. I was definitely um, the community. Yeah, my kauriaki yeah. kootamato hapuri kareo. E, you know it.
2: Who are why? Who are why?
1: You know, to wait. te You know, kare te ako na So. Mm. Up
2: in Taranaki, this really cool um, immersion garden where. Sure. um you, they've got two uh, types of gardens. So they've got a bilingual one where you can use both Māori and English and then they've got full rūmaki where you can only use Māori. Mm. And I think one of the things that I love about this um, example is that it's taking rū outside of your normal context, so outside of yeah. the home, um, outside of the marae. And so you actually have to learn a whole new range of um kūpū related to the mara and that I think is the best way to um, just upskill yourself because you have to, um, it's very much task-based yeah. and um, again the research so, shows that if you're doing task-based activities you actually retain the language better yeah. because you can associate it with action or you can associate it with people and mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah, this is like one of my favourite examples.
0: Mm. Coming up for Tema Ta to buy Papa uh Haria Kine?
1: Um one kaupapa we have in store is um just with Teotarangi. Um you know that kaupapa has been going on for like 30 plus years and what does it look like 40 actually 40 plus years? Um and what does intergenerational transmission look like? And um, we have a final report hoping to get out. Into Tiwi, or to everybody uh, by Matariki. So, oh, yeah, that's
0: exciting. That's
1: really exciting. And
0: we've got a suite of different um, things coming along with that research report. Excellent findings. I'm not going to mm. spoil it. You can go and download and read it. Tenakoto. <laughs> and Ursula, I know we've got something else more in our digital space um, coming up.
2: Yeah. Um, so, we've got a visualization tool that we're going to be launching soon and called. What is the name of that? Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, it's called Te um, and it showcases where all of our, um, all the kaupapa that Te Mata has supported, as well as um, some previous kaupapa that have been going on. Um, and we plot it out on a map so we can see exactly where it's been happening. We can fill in the gaps, I guess.
0: Kapoi. Cool. Those are two big, very exciting kaupapa on the horizon for Te Mata, tupu. And we have... Um, other things going along that we don't want to spoil, and we hope that we get more subscribers yeah. and listeners. Koto if I got on please join this podcast, <laughs> follow, subscribe. Ahara, nei, um, she's if you always want wanted to, to say that. <laughs> you know, subscribe down the bottom. <laughs> um, so, koto e if uh, I got on tena koto if I got on my when it all. And if you want to reach out to the Rangaho team, ring the tari. We're always mm. open to have a or always open to have a wānanga and um, we hope we all strive to that beautiful destination of ne mea te, te ukaipotanga o right. te reo. Right. And for those who are already there, Warm a seat up for everyone <laughs> eh? Tēnā koutou Tēnā koutou. So um tēnā kōrua uh, I, I tuari mai I okay. mai O kōrua O i whakātumai right. uh, I kōrero I wānangatahi nei inga um, But also touching on your own personal experiences Because it makes it a living thing So it's not just rangaho in a report It's mm. not just a summary It's actually a real life thing So tēnā kōrua te you know, te tuari ngā kaupapa, ngā kōrero e tēnē o ngā pūnoa pāho tēnā koutou!
1: Tūra tātou!